Hi! You're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about how eye tracking software can tell more about you than you think, and the surprising discoveries archaeologists are making thanks to new technology with researchers Elizabeth Sawchuk and Mary Prendergast. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Eye tracking software can tell you a ridiculous amount of information. Like, almost definitely more than you think. This was one of those occasional stories where Ashley literally didn't believe me when I told her about it. I mean, I believed you. I just, it was so outrageous that I had to do a little bit more digging to find out if some of these things were actually possible because I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. I didn't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Hey, I mean, I don't blame you. It's a lot. And look, this is good to know because eye tracking isn't going away anytime soon. As we speak, there are smartphones that let you scroll with just a shift of your gaze. There are VR headsets that'll render only the parts of a scene you're looking at. And there are companies analyzing where customers look on their websites to optimize their marketing efforts. Eye tracking is the next hot thing in technology, but it's also the next big privacy concern. And believe it or not, researchers have tried to glean information from eye movements since the early 1900s. But the technique has really taken off in the last few decades. Eye tracking has found its way into technologies we encounter all the time, not just smart glasses or VR headsets. New software can turn the cameras on your laptop, phone, or tablet into sensors that can peek into your soul, or at least reveal private aspects of your identity. Scholars in Germany recently reviewed a ton of research about the privacy implications of eye tracking technology, and summed up their findings in a book chapter. Their startling conclusion is, quote, eye tracking data may implicitly contain information about a user's biometric identity, gender, age, ethnicity, body weight, personality traits, drug consumption habits, emotional state, skills and abilities, fears, interests, and sexual preferences, end quote. They're also concerned that eye-tracking technologies can monitor what a person's thinking and even diagnose physical or mental health conditions. Now you see why Ashley didn't believe me. Yeah. (laughs) But this is real. And eye-tracking tech doesn't even need that much information to make inferences about your mood and emotional state. Some researchers have found ways to make fine-grained distinctions between similar emotions using relatively little data like pupil size, how and when someone blinks, where they look, and how quickly they move their eyes. In 2017, a research team filed a patent for a system that could distinguish between happiness and enthusiasm. In a paper published the same year, researchers demonstrated that they could distinguish between acute stress and worry. So what does this mean for the future? Well, the implications of these technologies come down to how they're used, so that's tough to say. But scholars, journalists, and advocacy groups aren't playing wait and see. Every time governments and companies roll out new uses for this cool and creepy technology, they'll have their eyes on it. In much less creepy technology news, there's a ton of new tech that's helping archaeologists make discoveries faster than ever. And what those discoveries are teaching us about human history will blow your mind. Today, we're joined by two researchers to help us dig into this surprising science. Elizabeth Sawchuk is a postdoctoral researcher and research assistant professor of anthropology at Stony Brook University in New York. 
And Mary Prendergast is a professor of anthropology and share of humanities at St. Louis University's Madrid campus. Here's Elizabeth on how technology is helping us unearth insights into human history like never before. So now uh, we have these new technologies that allow us to kind of see the unseen in ways that we were able, never able to do before. And so really what we're focusing on uh, kind of on the micro angle of archaeology is things like ancient DNA molecules and protein molecules that are preserved in all sorts of archaeological cultural remains and also uh, biological remains. So kind of the one that's uh, definitely been in the media a lot uh, in the past few years. And in fact, we published a paper uh, that used this technique uh, yesterday in nature, it talks about ancient DNA. Um, and so now we can go back to many of the collections that have been in museums sometimes for decades, uh, sometimes even longer, and now use new techniques to go in and learn something about that individual that we couldn't have before. And so that's kind of creating these new questions and these new complex stories. We can also go back to museum collections and look at things like plants and animals and old textiles and start to understand not only the cultural context of these things, but also things about the world before the modern era, about plant biodiversity, about animal biodiversity, about what people were eating, and kind of these new techniques are exposing this, this world that we didn't even think about before for understanding the past. We're also seeing that ancient proteins in particular um, preserve really well. Um, they're often quite stable. And so they've been used to, for example, understand what, what diets looked like in the past um, by looking at proteins that may be trapped in, in your dental plaque, by looking um, at uh, residues in pottery, for example. There's sort of all sorts of different ways that we can look at the remains of what we ate. So, so whether it's through proteins or from lipids that are that are behind to kind of get at the microscopic level a much better picture, a much more nuanced picture of what people were um, eating or how they were using a particular, you know, piece of pottery in the past. So that's that's sort of one, not a, a single discovery, but sort of a group of discoveries that I think are really exciting. Um, and so like, you know, an example of this that I guess is a little more than five years old at this point is uh, researchers used lipid residues on the inside of ceramics to document the first use of dairy in in the uh, Sahara Desert in Africa. Um, and that was really cool. We didn't have any evidence for milk use in the past, or at least no direct evidence, even though we know that people were cattle herders uh, in the Sahara many millennia ago. Another great example of that is a paper that just came out um, that we linked in our article uh, about lapis lazuli, which was in the dental plaque of a nun in the medieval times. And what was really interesting about this is uh, in this historic period that we have records for, there's always this idea that uh, kind of senior male monks and men were producing a lot of these beautiful medieval parchment manuscripts. And actually by looking at the remains of this woman and finding trace evidence in her dental plaque, we we're able to kind of create a different alternative history uh, by looking at who else might be producing these things, who in history has become invisible, and who maybe we're not thinking about. It's kind of unlocked these new interesting details. Wait, so you're saying the lapis lazuli, is that, is that like a, a pigment in the, the ink she was using? Yeah, it's a bright blue pigment. So it would have been used to illustrate uh, these uh, religious texts. And it was a really rare pigment. So it's not like something she would have come into contact with in, the, in her daily life. So the fact that it was preserved with her teeth suggests that she was probably putting a quill into her mouth and helping to produce some of these beautiful texts. Wow. Pretty wild, right? 
You can find a link in today's show notes to the article they referenced in our interview, which they co-authored in January for The Conversation. There's also a link to the study they referenced, which is published in the journal Nature. Stay subscribed to Curiosity Daily to hear both Elizabeth Sawchuk and Mary Prendergast over the next couple Tuesdays as we continue to shine a spotlight on the latest in their field of research. Let's recap what we learned today. Well, we learned that eye tracking software is kind of creepy. It can tell you an enormous amount about a person, all the way down to their drug consumption habits, their mental health status, and their sexual preferences. Yikes. It's a lot. I did recently get one of those little covers for my webcam, even though we've been talking to privacy experts for years now who say that's a really important thing to have. And I just got it. But hey, better late than never. I have one on my webcam. Yeah. And we also learned that new technology is helping us look at what diets people had in the past by looking at stuff that's really small, like residues in pottery, things at the microscopic level. Pretty amazing. They also found lapis lazuli in the dental plaque of a nun from a long time ago. And that evidence suggests that nuns were basically chewing on their pens, which not only is super relatable, but it also means that they were writing, not just the priests. Who knew we had so much in common with nuns from such a long time ago? Right. We're all human, man. And we all chew pens. <laughs> I'm actually not a pen chewer, are you? I mean, I don't... How often do you use a pen these days? You're right. I don't use pens that often, so I don't chew on them, which is why I do chew on my keyboard. <laughs> no, you don't. It's delicious. <laughs> if I need to hold control shift, I could just grab the corner with my teeth. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. I wonder if eye tracking software can determine whether you eat your keyboards. <laughs> Today's first story was written by Grant Curran and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Today's episode was produced and edited by Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs> <laughs>